Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Are you a light or a shadow? Many of us have probably never thought about that, but that's what we're going to talk about here today is how to be a light and not a shadow. And I think during the times that we're in right now in our world, um, there are days where it feels easier to be a shadow some days or to fall into the shadows maybe and just curl up in a ball and just want to be away from it. Um, but I have Kristen Brown here who's a speaker and energy mastery expert. Yes, it sounds very important and I'm so excited to hear from her because we all need a little bit of energy right now. I think it's something that we all have to manage right now um, because of everything that's happening. So Kristen, thank you for being here with us. I'm excited to be here. We have talked before and we're definitely on the same energetic vibe. So it's going to be a fun conversation. We I think. Are. I'm, I'm excited to learn more from you as I always do. So we don't love reading bios, as you know, right? We don't do like the formal things. So I just love you to start by sharing your journey. And because I already know part of it is you have a very unique journey. Um, that I think people will really enjoy hearing about. So let's start there. Sure. Well, I was in corporate America for 15 years, just kind of took the traditional path after college. And I was in market research. I traveled around the world, going to trade shows and things like that before there were cell phone cameras where I had to like secretly take photos. And I call it corporate espionage because it sounds cooler than market research. <laughs> and I actually really loved my career. It was, you know, high power, great leadership trajectory that I was on. And then unexpectedly, about 13 years ago, I was widowed when my young 30-year-old husband died of a heart attack in his sleep. And, you know, it's been 13 years, so I can talk about it without being a ball of tears. But at the time, it really took me down. We had a 10-month-old baby. I was in a really high-pressure, high-travel job. My company was in New York. I was based here in Minneapolis, where we live. And it was a really transformative time. It was hard and then kind of became a springboard for a lot of things that I do now. I left corporate America about seven years ago, and I'm sure I'll touch on some of the things that happened along the way during our conversations. But, you know, long story short, that big, massive, scary widowhood, single mom life change really became sort of the impetus for what I do now as a motivational speaker and as a consultant and coach on how to not let the stresses and challenges of everyday life prevent you from still getting to where you want to be both personally and professionally. Wow. And, you know, so, and I wrote about this in, in, in my book, but we talk about this mentor early on in my career just told me that the most successful people, many of them have the, the most pain, right? They've survived something and it's what makes, it's what drives them. And so your story is just so fascinating. And, and thinking about the lessons while, well, horrible what happened, but what it's done to you as a person, right? And how it's had you evolve and helped you with that. So throughout all of this, right, you're on the Superpower Success Podcast. So we talk about superpowers. Like, what is the strength or a superpower that you feel like has really been a foundational piece to you achieving what you've achieved, to you getting through what you've gotten through? Definitely resilience. There are some people that I've met on my path that have gone through similar things and they just have not been able to bounce back. They get stuck, whether it's in their own head or whether they're, they have excuses, legitimate or not, that just keep them down. And I've never been that way. I've always just said, you know what? 
whatever, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to get through this and decided for myself to climb out of the holes that I've been in. Cause you know, you can be down in a pit and people can be reaching down to drop you a rope and, you know, pull you out. But until you decide to climb, you're stuck down there. And so I think my superpower has always just been my resilience and saying, I'm climbing out at whatever I'm facing. I'm figuring this out and making my life amazing, not just for me, but for my daughter, you know, that's really been my driver through all of it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And, and that's, you're right. That's not something that everybody has, right? And we all have it in varying degrees. But when you get knocked down, how long do you stay down? It's not yeah. that you never get back up. But like you said, it's the people that pop right back up um, versus the people that, that choose to stay in that place. So that's amazing. So today we're talking about being a light and not a shadow. And this is something you mentioned to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a podcast topic that we all need, right? We all need to discuss this right now. So Talk about this wisdom, how it's affected you personally, like how you see this, this difference and how you've used it either with clients or, or yourself. Yeah, well, I'll tell you when I say this quote to my daughter, she's like, shut up, mom, I don't need another life lesson. But I heard her say it the other day to my nephew. So, so I'm like, it's sinking in. <laughs> but basically, you know, when I say be a light, not a shadow, it's thinking about that energy that you bring into a room. And, you know, we all kind of hear different things about personal branding or your reputation. But I think this goes to a deeper level than that, where it's like down to your core, down to your essence. What is that energy that you're bringing? And there's a lot of research about the frequency that we put out. We can measure the frequency of our bodies and different parts of our bodies actually have different frequencies. Like our heart has a vibration that goes out many feet beyond our body that other people can feel, just like your brain has a different frequency. So when you put out a measurable, scientifically measured frequency, and you're in a happy place, that frequency is going to actually be different than when you're in a low, sad, mad, pissy, stressed place. And that frequency can be felt by others. So it's not just like, oh, being, you know, having a good leadership brand or being, you know, having a good reputation. It's so much deeper going down to your cellular level as to how am I going to show up and make sure that my energy and the frequency I put out is what I want people to feel from me. And, you know, we've all, I think we actually might've talked about this quote at one point in time that your business card is how you make people feel, not your physical business card. That's what people will remember is how to make them feel. So, you know, that's really what I'm talking about here is being a light and having that positive energy whenever you walk into a room so that you put out what you intend to put out and make people feel how you intend to make them feel. Yeah. And so, do you, just curious, because you're an expert in this energy space, is do people with like energy feel like energy the same, or can anybody feel that energy? Right? Research, the positive, re negative. Yeah, research actually shows that people of similar energetic frequencies will find each other naturally. That doesn't mean that you won't have people with lower energy frequencies find their way into your life, or if you have a lower energy frequency one day, you know, you're not going to find your way into a positive energy. You know, it, we're all on these different roller coasters throughout the day where yeah. our energy ebbs and flows. I think the, the way to think about it is over time, if you look at that average of the energy that you're putting out, because it's okay to have a rough day or, you know, even a patch of time where you're like, oh, I'm just down. That's totally okay. I, you know, resilience isn't just saying something bad happened. I'm fine. It's more about, okay, I'm going to feel this. And I often will say that it's okay to be hurting, healing, and happy at the same time. And deciding what's the ratio of that going to be in your life. 
you know, you can be hurting and in pain and trying to figure stuff out, but also be mindfully saying, okay, but I want to heal at the same time here too. So what am I doing to feel better, to eat better, to uh, smile more, to do whatever it needs to be. And then say, you know, maybe I do feel like crap, but you know what? I'm going to go out and do my favorite hobby today because it just makes me happy. So it's like this constant juggling of the ratios of that, that can actually raise your frequency and energy up even when you are in sort of those rough patches, if that makes sense. No, and that's nice for people who take this on and go, oh my gosh, I feel like I need to have high energy all the time is, is we're human, yes. right? And so I think that's giving yourself some grace to say, you don't want to be all down, but you also want to, you know, we want to make sure you're feeling the feelings is what I tell my kids. Like, like go ahead and feel the feeling and then let's, let's talk about and move on, right? Sure, like, sure. Because you can't, you can pretend to not feel the feeling, but your body's still going to feel it. Yeah. And I think there's, there's, if you were high energy and like people hear the word energy and they assume it's like this, you know, like high place, but as many emotions as you have is as many energies as there are. And that is, they all have their place in time. Like we need to have days where we're down or our bodies would literally explode. Like our cells couldn't handle being at that high of a frequency all the time. Like we we need to have down times. It's just saying, okay, how long am I going to be down? And when do I choose to be down? Whom around me is being influenced by the times that I'm down? And deciding when you're going to navigate your energy journey throughout the day, throughout your life. Is our idea to kind of be, I, I envision what a coach told me once, and I'm using my hands for those of you on podcasts that can't see, is this neutral, calm place. Like neutral's not bad. This calm place in the middle, and then we have the highs and we have the lows, but our goal is to, that peaceful place in the middle, is that how you think of energy too, or is, is that different? No, I completely agree. I like that analogy because, you know, being neutral doesn't mean you're in a bad place. It just means you are, your body is in homeostasis. We yeah. want to be in homeostasis, which is when your body is functioning at its natural state, not in the fight or flight response, not in, you know, some elevated adrenaline flooded place. So being in homeostasis is when your body can heal. Um, it's when sleep can happen. It's when so much powerfully happens biologically in your body that you need to be able to actually be a functioning, healthy human being. And it's interesting, for example, for me is I, you know, 150 miles an hour, it's just the way I've always been wired that way in my corporate days. And that's what this coach helped me realize is that I only thought I was successful, or I was really doing the right things when I was like, amped up, right? Like I'm running fast. And I'm, but you reach a point of burnout, because I was never going to or I wasn't staying in neutral, neutral felt lazy to me. And what mm -hmm. she helped me explain is like you said, I'm going to combust at some point because you can't be at that high, high level for, for that long without coming back to neutral and re-energizing yourself, I guess, in another way. Same as you can't be super low for long yeah. for fear of depression and other things, right, that, that will yeah. set in. And so I think that's a good thing for all leaders to understand is, is what, where is your neutral and what brings on your neutral, right? Is yes. it, what are those things that can bring you back to that place? Yeah, and that's really what energy mastery is about and, and really being mindful of what are the things that trigger you into that super driven place, which is good for a little while, mm -hmm. but then saying, okay, my high performance, which is a really amazing trait for leaders, needs to sh just kind of amp down a little bit just for a while so that my body and brain can like sync up and kind of get back to running at the same speed again. And you can go back to high performance tomorrow again, but tonight you're going to take a little chill pill and you're going to like 
lower that energy a little bit. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing because even like when you're super excited and positive and like good things are happening, but you're on that like full throttle, that actually is a fight or flight response to stuff happening in your life that you're amped up about. So you have to get yourself back to that place of that homeostasis, that neutral place, like you called it earlier. Yeah. And so I want to understand how you use this to help clients. Cause I know there's people that are listening. They're like, what's my energy and right at work and at home and everything going on in the world. Like it might not be where we want it to be, but we can definitely feel right. And that self-awareness I think is the first step of like, I will come home at night and be kind of stressed about something that happened. And it's like the whole family knows I'm like, listen, I just need a little time. I need to go for a run or a walk or, you know, I just, I need to kind of clear my head because I can feel that my energy is negative and I don't want to put that out there. Same thing if I'm in a funk at the office and I just, I will tell them like, I don't want to spread my funk, right? Like I'm kind of, I'm going to shut my door. There's nothing wrong. I just need to kind of process it. So that contagious, right? What people can feel, how do you help clients that, maybe are in that space more than they want to be, or how do you help them start to shift their energy for the people that are listening? Well, the first part that I always have people do is like really become aware of it. And I do this on stage for thousands of people and I do it one-on-one. And that is just becoming really clear about where you're at on the spectrum of awesome at any given time. So the spectrum of awesome is this little exercise I do scale of zero to 100. You know, there's different versions of this. I just happen to call it the spectrum of awesome because we all want to be awesome, right? And in our guts, we know when we're awesome and when we're not. Like if we're having a rough day and someone was like, oh, where are you at in the spectrum of awesome? I hardly even need to explain that. It's like, oh, I'm having kind of a rough day. I'm like 40% awesome today. But then you have days where you know you're like, yes, I'm in a good mood. I'm empowering my team. I'm, you know, I had a great conversation with my kids before I left. You know, I'm at like 95% awesome. So it's one of those things that in an instant – Throughout the day, you can say, okay, I'm at 30, I'm at 70, I'm at 50. And when you know where you're at on the spectrum of awesome, you can instantly know then what kind of activity should you be engaging in. If you're on the low end, zero to 50, that is not the time because when you're zero to 50, you're in fight or flight and your brain, when you're in fight or flight, shuts down critical thinking skills, you're foggy, um, you have cranky resting face probably, so people are responding to you more negatively. That is not the time to be engaging in any sort of sales or negotiations conversations, any sort of interview processes, um, any type of important conversation with a loved one or a kid or a family member. So when you're on that low end of the spectrum of awesome, that's when you should be doing activities, both at work or at home, that don't require a whole bunch of personal engagement with another human. That's the time for solo tasks. Yeah. When you're up on that. Administrative stuff. Totally. Totally. They already suck anyway, usually. (laughs) I remember early in my career taking a, I was never really in sales, but like a sales type course. And they talked about like when you score, like you're on the phone or you score the meeting or you write, write the sales win, make another call immediately. Yes. Right. Because you're in that place, which is exactly what you're saying. You're pegged out at 95. Like your voice is going to sound different. Your whole energy, even over the phone is going to be different. So. Absolutely. So it's yeah. really looking at your, where you're at on the spectrum of awesome, managing your activities, your conversations, and knowing that, okay, shoot, this, I'm, on, I'm at like 40, and this afternoon I have a really important meeting. What am I going to do over lunch to get myself up there? Also, it's not just about you, but how do you get the people around you 
up to that right end of the spectrum of awesome as well. Because if you can see that, you know, your front desk person is in a bad mood today and he's just like got low energy, well, go have him do something else that's not front facing and have someone fill in for him for the morning until he gets his, you know, his spectrum of awesome up to the right number. And really being aware of the people around you. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of things we could talk about with, you know, how do you pull people up with you to the right end of the spectrum of awesome. But the point is, it's not just you, but you want people around you to rise up as well. And that's what you just mentioned right before. This is about mirroring and how we become like the people around us. So when you're up there, people will naturally elevate. You'll you'll almost energize them and your energies will combine to move up. So on the opposite end of that, right, I think it's maybe easier with our current state of, you know, just stresses that people are dealing with to be in that shadow place and feel like you have an excuse. Um, And so what advice, for example, would you give to someone that's like, but I feel like I'm justified in being a shadow instead of a light right now, right? There's so much going on is, is what would you tell them? Or maybe what can they do differently to shift their mindset on that? Well, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about with mirroring, how you do become like the people around you and remembering that the people around you are going to mirror what you're putting out. So if you're putting out that negativity, you're only sucking the world around you down and making your situation even worse. And there's actually research that shows that even when you fake smile, you know, you feel like crap, but you fake smile because of the repetitive neural, the nerve action of a smile, your brain ties that to being happy. So even if it's a fake smile, because your body feels the nerve pattern, it actually shoots out serotonin, dopamine, the feel-good chemicals. So it actually does boost your mood, even if it's a fake smile, and then it becomes real. So I think people need to remember, oh, I'm justified. Life sucks right now. I don't have a job. You know, I'm on unemployment, COVID, whatever, you know, everything sucks. I've heard so much of that, you know, maybe, but you have the power to have things not be sucky. (laughs) You have the power right now inside of you to decide if you're going to be a light or a shadow and everyone around you is going to feel that instantly because of that frequency that we put out. Yes. And on the, I just thought of on the flip side, if you have people around you in your circle that are shadows right now, what can you do Maybe to try to help them, but also maybe to avoid or limit your exposure to them as well. I think we're all experiencing some of that. Yes. So one of the quickest ways to make someone feel better is simply to say their name to them and ask them any question about them. So, you know, if if Jamie, you were having a bad day and I could tell that you were just like, just saying your name because people hear their name and they get an adrenaline like feel good boost. It just, it's like an ego kind of a thing. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. so if I said, Jamie, what did you do over the weekend? Even if it's sort of a like, like surface level question, it's something about them. Every human being likes to talk about themselves. And if you ask them something with their name in it, it's proven that they will get a little feel good boost that at least gets them moving up the spectrum of awesome. They may only go from 10 to 15, but that's the start of the ripple effect where you can keep asking questions. You can ask them to tell another story. You can tell an emotional story that like, you know, makes them laugh. It's just like easing them up the spectrum. You know, that is so, this, this is worth the price of entry right here, people, because (laughs) even saying their name throughout the conversation, because when you said Jamie, I felt a little bit of an energy burn Mm -hmm. right first. I actually felt it in my body and I didn't know that's what you're going to do is 
throughout the conversation, if you feel like someone's in that, you can just say, you can say their name, I think, throughout the conversation, which continues to help raise that. Yes. And when, when they're in the stress response, fight or flight, they're, like I said earlier, their brain is foggy and they're not paying attention oftentimes. They're kind of in like that cloud of disillusionment. So hearing their name instantly brings them right back to the conversation and gets them at least engaged, which will start to move them up that spectrum of awesome slowly but surely. I love this. I'm going to start using this. This is so on my list. So um, any other words of wisdom, pieces of advice, right, in this energy space that you want to share with our listeners? Well, one that's really simple, and it, people are like, oh, stupid, dumb. Drink like twice as much water as you think that you need, especially because we're at home, you know, a lot of times maybe you've been drinking and eating not as well as we've been in this lockdown situation, or if you are one of those high energy people and you're driving all the time, you're actually losing a lot more through perspiration than you think, a lot more hydration. And when you don't have enough hydration to circulate the feel-good chemicals, it's like you're shooting feel-good chemicals out into like the desert. So there's no way to get them circulated as quickly or, or, or easily throughout your body. So if you can stay a lot more hydrated, it helps feel good chemicals circulate better and then helps to circulate out the negative feel good chemicals. And this, it's so easy to drink more water and, and people just don't. And I'm guilty of it too sometimes, but that's one really like yeah. tangible thing you can do. And I've never thought about it actually circulating the good and kind of cleansing, right? I mean, just because mm-hmm. our bodies are what 70% water, right? It's just, it's hard yeah. to kind of yep. re, redoing everything that our body needs. I love this. Um, so I guarantee people are going to want to learn more, right? About what you do, how you speak. I've seen Kristen speak so many times and in big corporate, back in my corporate days, I don't even know if you know that story, but at Cargill, I saw you speak years ago, right? And, and, and talking about your happy hour effect and, and some of that work. So how can people get more information on you speaking, how you can help them on the energy because you do this energy coaching mm-hmm. leaders to, to help us figure this out because it's an important part of our success. What's the best way for them to find the information on you? Yeah, you can go to my website, kristenbrownpresents.com. You can learn about my speaking that I do for groups. Um, I do really cool outdoor sensory experiences to boost innovation and creativity. And that's perfect right now because a lot of teams still aren't working together, you know, in big offices. So if you want to do an outdoor team building, but actually to help with like a product development line or something, I I do these outdoor sensory experiences that boost your creativity. And then I also do a lot of one-on-one energy work, uh, both with what we just talked about, but I also do some really hippie things with uh, like energy center alignment and crystal healing and Reiki and things like that. So I've got a hippie side of me also, if you're interested in that. I love that. I might actually be checking that out. So perfect. Well, we'll make sure that everybody's got this in the podcast notes so they can go back and and check it out thank you for being here thank you i can't wait to read your book too so that's going Uh, to be exciting it it went to the publisher yesterday yay so it's a big deal really big day for us um and thank you everybody for listening you know this is it's clearly you know all of these topics hopefully help you just think a little differently it's like a dose of energy for you um to shift with what you're stuck on with what you're dealing with because it's part of life Right? There's nothing perfect here. It's never going to happen exactly as we think it's supposed to happen. And, and hopefully guests like Kristen are, are people that are bringing different ideas to help you just move forward, take the next step and, 
and shift your 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 spectrum of awesome number up. I'm going to use that on a regular basis. So thanks to all, all of you for, for being here and continuing to engage. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.